This podcast is sponsored by Cetera, makers of Checkmate and Puffer. Trust America's most popular brand of mating disruption as part of your IPM program. Welcome to My Ag Life, where we cover your world in agriculture. This podcast is powered by the top publications in the industry, West Coast Nut, Progressive Crop Consultant, and Organic Farmer Magazine. Here is your host, Taylor Chalstrom. Hi, welcome to My Ag Life. Today, we're talking with Andre Biscaro, UCCE Irrigation and Water Resources Advisor for Ventura County about soil chemical analysis and the accuracy and precision of commercial ag laboratories as it relates to these tests. Welcome, Andre. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your podcast. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Our first question for you here is, why is the accuracy of soil test results uh, important for fine-tuning a fertilization program? And what implications does an accurate test have on over or under fertilizing for the grower? Right. Well, so um, crop yield is uh, directly related to nutrient levels in the soils, um, which are assessed by different extractional methods uh, performed by this with laboratories, right? And um, so, and these extraction methods are something that mimics what the plant roots experience in the soil. So in case um, an, an analysis comes back to high or too low, um, there's a good chance that the fertilization um, program would be excessive or the fertilization of fertilizer amounts applied would be excessive or insufficient. Um, leading to nutrients deficiency and yield losses in some cases, um, or to excessive nutrient amounts in the soil, which, which can lead to negative like uh, economical impacts. Um, and also in addition to potential nutrient losses to surface and groundwater. So in addition to, to the fertilizers, you, you can think of soil amendments also where um, you know, for example, an analysis com comes back with a pH that's too high or too low, and then the use of gypsum and uh, or sulfuric acid, which is very commonly used here in California uh, through the irrigation water. Um, and that can be uh, totally, uh, um, um, can be excessive again and, 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 and or too low. So it can be a problem for nutrient uh, availability. Uh, and again, uh, crop yields and profits. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Our next question for you here is, what aspects of basic soil fertility should a grower be concerned with when evaluating soil test results? Well, yeah, first we need to make sure that uh, the samples are properly collected, right? And that the sample is representative of the area you're trying to assess. And that includes the depth of the sample. So you can think of the depth of the uh, crops and the depth of the sample. So, and changes over time is also important to keep an eye on. Um, you know, if, if you're getting like wild changes in nutrient contents over time, then there's probably something wrong, except for nitrogen. So, um, but, um, but the most important point is to figure out what implications the levels showing analysis will have in the fertilization program or how much fertilizer is applied. So uh, like more nutrients is needed, how much, when, what type of uh, fertilizer are you, are you using? So um, yeah, 
understanding the results, like what, uh, is that result too low? Is that sufficient? Do I need to do anything about it? So uh, accuracy is important for, for guiding that. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Andre, in your article for Progressive Crop Consultant, you discuss your research project that observed patterns of accuracy and precision across uh, soil test results from eight laboratories. What prompted you to do this research and what did you find? Right, well, that's a great, great question. It's a subject that uh, really intrigued me since I got out of uh, graduate school and started my current um, job with the UC Cooperative Extension. Um, while searching for best laboratories uh, to send my samples to for projects or for just quick diagnosis, um, I never obtained a straightforward answer for what this lab should be. You know, some people recommended some labs, some people others, but um, um, so throughout the years, I realized that uh, what I went through was something uh, more common than I thought. And so I, I when I had the opportunity, I just, I just pulled the trigger and, and decided to tackle the subject and, and work on this project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what accounts for the inconsistencies you found among the different laboratories in that research? Right. Well, so um, there were several types of inconsistencies. And so we have the issue with precision and accuracy. And those are the main uh, points we're trying to assess with these studies. So we had basically two laboratories that performed very, very poorly, um, like with accuracies ranging from 18 to 50%. And then two laboratories performed really, really well. Um, with really good accuracy and precision. And then we had several other laboratories right in the middle presenting varying results of accuracy and precision. And, and the precision means how different this, the analysis came back for a same soil, for a same soil or for a same reference soil that we used over time. So we sent the same sample now a month and, and two, and, and, a few months later, several times, and um, the results sometimes have come back very differently. So we, yeah. Um, but in addition to these um, um, uh, issues with inaccuracy and imprecision, um, we found inconsistencies in the methods of the analysis. Um, for example, for assessing soil salinity, um, the main method, uh, uses to, uh, you know, by researchers, extensionists, and, and consultants is the saturated based electrical conductivity, saturated based EC. Um, but we often find found analysis that performed by the one to one or one to two uh, methods, which are proportion of distilled water and soils added. That sometimes can save time, but um, for, it, when it comes down to action, um, the thresholds are mostly set when um, saturated based extract. Uh, so, you know, but this, this is the type of intricacies that um, growers may not be so familiar with. And, and, and that's where the problem is when there is no consistency in, in this method. Some people may, may not understand why um, 
the consistency is important. And, and what, are, what are the methods they're using when they're looking at a specific number? Although they come out with the same unit, they use, if they use different methods, uh, that's, that can be a huge, um, um, can have huge implications on, in this case, how they manage uh, salinity or how they, um, what sort of a leaching fraction they um, determine. Um, so in addition to that, um, pH, for example, soils with pH that are more than seven, some laboratories reported in, in Olsen P and some other laboratories perform, uh, reported in, in Bray. So th that can also be an issue. Um, inconsistency in, in how the methods were used, um, uh, how they used the methods by the laboratories were reported in their websites. So, um, you know, not, not all the laboratories have that very clear. So it's confusing also for us, we're familiar with, uh, with, the, with the topic to understand what they're, how they're doing, what they're doing. Um, let me see here. So, well, reporting units, which is, you know, relative to, to, to the user, but it, it goes back to, um, to the point of, well, if we try to adhere to a, a method and, and a unit, uh, or certain units, it would be a lot easier to for us to discuss with our clientele um, these results, and and then and not having this thing of, you know, often we're presenting results and people are familiar with PPMs, but then others are familiar with the mean equivalents and other familiar with bounds uh, per acre foot of soil. So um, it, it it can be challenging. So you know, but I believe that will, should resolve itself with time, but um, it'd be nice to see some, some consistency with that as well. Um, and in the interpretation of the results, right? So, uh, and here I'm mo mostly referring to um, sufficiency and efficiency ranges, the sufficiency and efficiency ranges used by, by the laboratories. Um, so uh, we often see graphs indicating low, um, adequate and high, and um, we not always understand where that information comes from, but um, yep. Yeah, definitely a lot of major inconsistencies among those laboratories. It's really eye-opening for the standards across the industry in that regard. Thanks for detailed answer, Andre. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're gonna be right back after a word from our sponsors. Cetera is proud to introduce the most durable puffer yet. The patented new design is faster to deploy and delivers the highest quality pest control pheromone all season long. Trusted on more acres than any other mating disruption aerosol in the world, Cetera's dependable puffer is improving every season. Just like the growers we serve. Choose Cetera, the number one choice of PCAs. Hi, we're back talking with Andre Biscaro, UCCE Irrigation and Water Resources Advisor for Ventura County about soil chemical analysis and the accuracy and precision of commercial ag laboratories as it relates to these tests. Andre, getting back to the subject of consistency as it relates to soil testing in the lab, how can laboratories go about providing easy to understand and accurate results for growers? You know, are there universal methods that these laboratories can and should abide by? Right, yes, they are. Um, there are methods that are accepted at the standards for the Western regions or for the United States. 
So most laboratories in here, they abide to the soil plant and water reference methods for the Western region, but uh, which is a lot of it's based on the methods of soil analysis that's published by the um, American Society of Soil Science. So um, yeah, and most labs are familiar with that and understand the main issues is to be consistent with those methods, right? Once you understand what methods we're using, um, uh, you know, we expect the consistency and then uh, the, the labs, you know, that's what they do. They train their staff, implement. And I mean, we hope they'll implement internal quality control programs, right? So they it, it could check themselves and see how they're performing. But um, also having a proficiency program that's maybe run by a collaboration between the university or universities, uh, laboratories and, and growers association maybe, um, where all labs join permanently, not just when it's convenient, uh, when they could join um, this program, that could be a solution. Um, so um, as it is, if a lab doesn't, uh, as it is, a lab does not have to join a proficiency program nor show how accurate it is. So having a proficiency program that is run by different entities um, and that, you know, where, where the clientele actually recognize that as a standard and is important and request the laboratories to participate in that program that I believe could, um, highly improve the quality of the analysis performed by the laboratories. Definitely is important. Thanks, Andre. Mm -hmm. Our next question for you is, how can an accuracy and precision certification program for laboratories uh, benefit these growers looking to test their soils? Right, well, it, it can help them to achieve optimal nutrient management, um, optimum, you know, um, overall, chemical or the management of the chemistry in the soil, um, which will improve yields and profitability by providing, you know, accurate results to, to consultants, growers, and, and uh, to us. Um, All right. Andre, we have time for one last question here. Since okay. accuracy and precision data for soil test results from different laboratories still isn't public information, do you have any recommendations for growers to best go about getting their samples tested right now? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. So I suggest that growers and consultants reach out to cooperative extension advisors in their area and inquire about it. Um, you know, we can talk about which laboratories they believe are performing or they're doing a, a good job. And, um, and you know, a lot of us will, will have a good idea of uh, who the, the, the good players are. And um, so, um, yeah, so we can stick with those. And, and uh, some may not be so well familiar, but they will know people who are, you know, um, uh, looking into the subject. And um, yeah, that's my recommendation. Great. A lot of interesting and insightful information about some of the inconsistencies found among these different uh, commercial ag testing laboratories in the industry. Thanks for joining us today, Andre. Well, for sure. Thanks for the opportunity to share my work. And uh, yeah, thanks, Taylor. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. This is Taylor with My Ag Life signing off. 
Thanks for listening. Subscribe for updates on new episodes, exclusive content, and more at myaglife.com.